So the Max and Wancast got its first sponsorship, Max. You want to know what it is? Tell me, please. It's Anchor. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about Anchor, Max? Well, I know it's free, and I know they have a bunch of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast, whether it's from your phone, your computer, or whatever you're using. But I know one thing. You know a lot more about editing than I do. Yeah, most definitely, bro. I'm the one that steers this ship as far as edit-wise. But what I like about it, I like that you can distribute your podcast automatically all in one place to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more, like Google Podcasts. You can also make money from making your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Link in the description, guys. Look, okay. Uh, he was a bum before we picked him up. Just FYI. Um, stop trying to stop trying to say bad stuff about him. Just say what you said. Say what you said. <laughs> what did I say? I said, man, this dude's hitting threes, bro. I think it's gonna keep up. We need that. You ain't gonna make those threes. You gonna make one. <laughs> what happened? It's two games, what bro. No, I'm talking about the bubble too. I'm a little salty still. <laughs> Yo, 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 what's going on, players and playettes? Welcome back to the Max and Juan cast. I am indeed Juan, right here with my co-host. Max, Merry Chrysler, everybody. Hope you guys had a good Christmas, a good holiday season. We're back the day after Christmas. We're going to talk about some NBA, some NFL. You already know, man. Let's get into it. I mean, as of right now, we're we're Which watching. Which blowout do you want to talk about? Which blowout? <laughs> The football blowout or the basketball blowout? I don't know, man. Good, so many no blowouts. So many. Let's we just got talk the... about your boy, Perra Camera. Yeah, dude. Oh, Dog Camera. R.I.P. Fantasy owners. <laughs> I wonder, is fantasy playoffs going on right now? Yeah, this is, is like right? the week that people play their championship. Yeah, so like if you have Kamara starting, you're probably going to win that, right? Yeah, you won. Like he had he owes, six touchdowns. Yeah, you you owe you owe so many people owe Kamara their life right now. <laughs> <laughs> was it weird having like Christmas Day football? Like on a Friday, uh, it was Kinda, absolutely right? weird. It was weird because I I barely watched anything of football. I was more watching all the basketball. I had this game on my phone, and my dad had the basketball on the tv he had 22 carries for 155 yards six touchdowns boy was playing madden out there <laughs> can i give one shout out to my boy drew noodle arm breeze under throwing passes all game hey hey watch it watch it all right they won they won they had six touchdowns how do you lose you're running back at six touchdowns yo mike zimmer calling out his defense after the game this is the worst defense i've ever been a part of my guy you're supposed to be the defensive-minded head coach. <laughs> Tough look for you, Is my guy. Is he lying, though? No, he ain't wrong, but it's like, my guy, you're part of the problem. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. It It is definitely a talent thing. Injuries, too, I would say, right? Just some injuries yeah. here and there. I mean, Daniel, we always Var. say it. No, we, we always say it. It's just so many losses that they had. They had such a uh, veteran unit. In that team that it just broke off, like guys like Xavier Rhodes, uh, like we said, Anthony Barr, Eric Kendricks, Daniil Hunter. They had guys like um, they signed Michael Pierce. He didn't even play. He opted out. 
That's a big loss. I mean, they got rid of Limbaugh. Everson Griffin. Yeah, where is he? Is he still in Detroit? No, he's on Dallas. No, he got traded from Dallas. To he's who? somewhere else. Nah, who cares? He's irrelevant anyway. <laughs> Bum. Just don't beat me up in a hotel lobby. Shout out. Last year. <laughs> so, obviously, there was a lot of blowouts, you know. With all the with all the <laughs> basketball games, <laughs> which blowout first one? You tell me, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say the most interesting one was probably probably the Nets. The Nets blowing out the Celtics. That was surprising. <laughs> I I would have thought that the Celtics fought a little bit more after what you saw what they did against Milwaukee and, and their opener. Is this just a sign of how good Brooklyn is, or is this like a fluke? They played Milwaukee. They're a little tired. It's Christmas morning. They don't have Kemba Walker. So what do you think it is? Is it more telling on the Celtics part, or is it the Nets? We were wrong about the Nets. Well, I had the Nets pretty high in my power ranking. You did, but you wanted to change them. I mean, I don't recall ever saying that. There was a gun to my head. You were threatening (laughs) me. I was talking you into it. That was more of it. I knew I should never listen to you. <laughs> hey, I still had them in my top 10. I didn't disrespect them like that. So KD dominated this game. Kyrie playing hard against his old team that he hated, that he killed, that somehow riz- rose to life last year with Jason Tatum. What are your initial reactions, Juan? This, one, this game I had an eye on the whole day. It was the second game I wanted to watch after the Lakers. Tell me what you were thinking watching this one. <sighs> Well, obviously, what we said about Kemba Walker and the Celtics, they're obviously going to miss him. And it's going to be big on how much time he does misses because it's going to be the difference from them being the two seed or the four seed. And it's going to be a huge difference in that case. Second, it's kind of weird to think of the the Nets just a contender off bat. And it's kind of weird because Katie hasn't played in almost, what, two years, you should say? Just about, I think yeah, it was so like 500. Just, just call it that. He yeah, 500 plus, plus days. COVID stuff. Yeah. yeah, 500 plus days. Kyrie is, you know, uh, kind of a just randomness player. You really don't know what you're going to get from him. So there's that aspect. And usually teams like this, I know they're not a trio like how we've been seeing over the past years. I know they're still, at the end of the day, a duo. But usually... It takes a little bit of while to get it going as far as them, you know, chemistry wise and just team wise. This team has never played with each other besides all the backups and stuff they were playing last year. But a lot of them 30 games. Yeah. KD didn't play at all. Yeah. So for them to come out the gates like this right away, it is it is kind of surprising. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Kyrie looked amazing yesterday. He definitely hates Boston and wants to take it to him. I have a question on the Boston side of things. I don't know if you want to get into it right now. Are we too high on Jalen Brown and Tatum? I think we might be. I really think we might be. Well, in comparison to KD, KD ate their lunch money. Like, (laughs) Ate their lunch money. I don't know if that's the saying, but let's keep it. Keep it. That's the new one. He ate their lunch money. Excuse me. Yeah, lunch money, lunch food, whatever whatever you want to call it. Look, bottom line is is KD is 
very superior to Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and showed him why that KD is not only the best small forward in the league, but arguably the best player in the league. So when you say best small forward, you're keeping LeBron at point guard? Or you're considering him in that small forward? No, I'm considering him small forward. Wow. That's pretty that's pretty ballsy after a year and a half off. But as of now he looks ninety percent KD. He looks like a step slow, but I don't think it's like anything physical. It's just, you know, he hasn't been out there in a while and they're all learning each other. I don't think Tatum and Brown can handle it on their own. Like in the upper rank of duos, right? We have Kyrie and KD, uh, LeBron and AD, Paul George and Kawhi. I wouldn't put them in the next tier down. I don't think Tatum's an MVP perennial guy. I know he had that good last year and people are all high on him, but he only showed up for what, four seasons? For four months last year, excuse me, after Bam, you know, ate his lunch money to quote my, to <laughs> quote my friend Juan right now. Well, let, let me ask you this: Who's the Brooklyn Nets' best five? Let's count Kyrie and KD, obviously. Do we throw in Joe Harris? Yeah, Joe Harris is in there. Okay. Um, who's the big? J- Allen or Jordan? I'm going with Allen. I would go Allen, but I like what I've been seeing from Jordan. I feel like the floor is higher with Jordan, but the ceiling is not as high. Yeah. I don't know. Am I wrong in thinking that? No, you're totally right. So who's the next guy? Is it Karis LeVert? Is it Torian Prince? Is it Spencer Dinwiddie? Out of all those guys, I like Dinwiddie, but it might be Prince just on the guy who, who they start. Who do you think? Well, it's crazy to say because I think Karis LeVert's better than Torian Prince and Dinwiddie. But with those four guys out there, I don't think you need Karis LeVert as much as you need Torian Prince. You just need a hard-nosed 3 and D defender. You got one in Joe Harris, even though he's not an amazing defender. He's basically, he's clay without the amazing defense. He's like a good <laughs> defender, right? Yeah, he's a, he's a definition of a poor man's clay. Because with Kyrie and KD, you don't need anyone else to handle the offense alone. Just give it to those two guys, get out of their way. But they can mix it up, bring Harrison. So I would go with Prince, though, just because he adds the hard-nosed defense, stick him on the best guy. Even though I love that KD took the challenge of Jason Tatum in the beginning, and he bothered him with his length. He didn't shoot good the whole the whole night. Yeah, and that's something that Jason Tatum really needs to learn because even last year when he was struggling, he loves to fall in love with that jumper. And what makes him great is just driving to the hole. Is he just settling too often? Is he just... Hey, I just take the jumper. I can get, but he can get that shot anytime he wants. It's like get get your head down, go to the rim, get him in foul trouble. Yeah, and I feel like this year he really needs to learn that because this is this is kind of the year where you got to put it all together, especially with stuff like that. With knowing like, hey, even though my jumper's not falling or whatever the case is, like I'm gonna set my I'm gonna set my assertiveness early in the game and drive it to the hole, get a guy in foul trouble, whatever the case is. You're you're a good enough free throw shooter. You shouldn't be scared of the line. That's what you do great is driving it to the basket. I'm looking at their bench and Shamus, he started for the Clippers two years ago in the playoffs. He was a key contributor last year for them. That's their like eighth guy? That's insane, dude. They got so much depth on this team. Yeah, they're a lot deeper than I thought. Just let me ask you this really quickly. I'm sorry to interrupt you. If I take Dinwiddie, Allen, Lavert, Jeff Green, 
and Tory and Prince. That's five, right? Yeah. Could they contend for a playoff seed in the East? No, because that was basically the team last year. So well, they made the playoffs last year. They were the eight seed. Yeah, or were they, they were. Seed? Okay, but that's a little bit of help from Kyrie in the beginning of the year. I agree, but I just feel like there's so much depth on this team, man. And do you want to get into some Harden rumors with them, or do they need Harden at this point? I don't think they should bring him in, especially with the off the court stuff of fighting with teammates, throwing a ball at his teammate because they're getting their butt kicked in practice. Yeah, it, it's two games. Granted, I know it's two games, and they've been blowing teams out the water. And granted, I mean, one team that they did beat the Warriors, they got clapped up too yesterday. So let's just get into it. I mean, this could all be overreactions, right? We're going off two games in a weird year already. No preseason, really. There was four games. Anything stick out to you about the Warriors? I liked what I saw from Wiseman. Again, they did get murked. I don't like what I see from Curry. Oh, you shouldn't say that. You know, the online social media will kill you for talking anything bad about Stephen Curry. You know? I, I, I do not like what I see at all. It looks to me that he is definitely not capable of carrying a team. And when I say carry a team, I'm not even being um, hard on him. Like, I'm not expecting him to elevate all these bums and be one of the best teams in the league. I'm talking about just being competitive, keeping your team in the game, and... He just he cannot do that. They were down by forty. <laughs> they were down by forty. That's some Lakers like mid two thousand ten stuff to get blown out on Christmas by like thirty to forty points. Yeah. What what do you think about Curry? He's two for ten in both games from three. I don't think the shooting's that big a deal. He's four for twenty. But I think the types of shots he's shooting. Guys are all over him that he doesn't have the space to operate. You look at their starting lineup. Eric Pascal, Wiggins, Oubre, Wiseman. Okay, you think Pascal's coming out for Draymond. Well, that's not going to get you more space. I think they got to get rid of Wiggins from the starting lineup, dude. They got to bring in another shooter to just get some space. Yeah, Wiggins Wiggins is a lost cause. Like, Let's like just talk said. two minutes about Let's take two minutes out of our day to talk about Wiggins. We I know we won't get the time back. Let's just talk about my guy, A. Wiggins. <laughs> Okay, first of all, indeed a bust. No question. You're going to call him a bust? bust? You don't like to call people bust. He's Come a on. bust. Number one overall pick has already been traded. <laughs> He's a bust. <laughs> Can I give you a stat line real quick? Please. 6 for 18, 0 for 4 from 3, 12 points, 6 rebounds, 0 assists. <laughs> Bro, you can't shoot 18 shots to get 12 points, my guy. Oh, look, what's worse, his floater or his jump shot? I'm going to say floater. His floater is yeah. ugly. It's like Michael Kidd, Giltress, like, standard. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up, dude. I mean, that guy's another bust, so maybe they deserve to be together. Yeah, but at least he didn't go one. This guy went one, and to the point he where— He went two, Kid Gilchrist. That's even worse. Okay, was, yeah, but this guy went—well, look, no one can argue. The whole tanking for— for fill in the blank started with Wiggins. Tanking for Wiggins. That was the He got dropped in a Drake song too. A Wiggins. <laughs> so like, it was big time. Everyone was saying we're tanking for Wiggins. I'm not going to lie. And I need to probably delete footage of this. There's probably video of me out there saying 
tanking for Wiggins during that whole Lakers season. I might have believed in tank for Wiggins for like a couple months there. <laughs> I think everyone did. He was he was look, there's always a prospect that that gets overblown and you know, compared to all the greats, whether it's KD, LeBron, Curry, whatever the freaking case is, this guy it was legit about. He had the length, he had the size, he had the athleticism, and people were already crowning him. And the fact that he went number one and then out the gates got traded for a big, really big all-star at the time, you know, and a guy in Kevin Love, he was valuable. Mm-hmm. So or even played a minute. Exactly. So he was already high, you know, high praised out the gates. He was supposed to be big. Let me ask you this about Wiggins, because our two minutes is probably a little past. How good would he be 10 years ago when people were in love with the long twos, crappy percentages? He's like, I mean, he never shot good. He's never been efficient. So like 15, 10 years ago, he's like a monster, right? Teams love him. 20 yeah. shots for 20 points. Is, is there anything to look forward to on this Warriors team? Is it Wiseman? Is that all? Like, I know we said earlier. Let's talk yeah. about his jump shot, right? Just Wiseman. I, I saw a meme that said, hey, nephew, let me get that ball real quick. And it has him, like, <laughs> shooting because he shoots like an old man. <laughs> he went three, four from three. He looked comfortable, man. Yeah, I like what I see from Wiseman. They're going to suck a lot, a lot worse than we thought. Oh, I think so. I don't really think there's a way to right the ship. I know Ubre shot bad. I know Steph shot bad. I think the shooting will get better, but the types of shots Steph's getting because now all the defense is on him. No one's worried about Ubre Wiggins. They can basically play off Wiggins and Pascal. And I, and I know we're being a little tough on Curry. You know, we do have to consider he is coming off a, of a season-ending injury, and. He hasn't really had the best cast around him. But a lot of people talk about this guy like whether it's a generational player, superstar. You know, at the end of the day, this is a two-time MVP and anonymous MVP at that. Oh, yeah. People can't get over that one. Exactly. first unanimous MVP ever. So, look, I I don't want to mean to sound harsh. You know, it's easy easy to, to... rag on guys and you know get on them you know be real harsh but i want to see something i i i don't see it right now i don't see it at all i hope i hope it's nothing it's only two games and you know he'll he'll get back on track but i don't like what i'm seeing so far it's not necessarily just the product we don't like it's just the way it's looked and i think that's where we're both at with this team right now we don't like how it looks we don't like the product and it's like, you know, it can look good and you still not like it. But it hasn't looked good at all. And, I mean, let's go to the Bucks. We'll spend a couple minutes on the Bucks. They beat the crap out of them. I don't even think the Bucks played that well, which is scary. And they won by 40. Giannis did, wasn't that efficient. Drew Holiday looked okay. I mean, he's got off to a slow start with the Bucks, But it's the second game. Give it time. I love when they run pick and roll with him. He's such a better ball handler than Middleton, though. <laughs> Middleton had a good game, though. Oh, yeah, he did. I'm just saying, like, when it gets to the playoffs, that Giannis yeah. Drew Holiday pick and roll, that could be big for them. Kind of like the KD Steph pick and roll back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, the Bucks had a tough loss on opening night. It was a big free throw miss by Giannis and, you know, Jason Tatum, whether it was a lucky shot or not. He had that bank three go in, and, you know, it was a tough loss for them. But 
it was a good way to bounce back on Christmas, you know, be down on the Warriors. They're going to be fine. They Number one, they play in the East. And number two, they're a great Whoa, regular season team. What are you What are you trying to say about the East? The East is weak. All right, that's facts. Hey, hey, come on! Your boy Lamelo Ball is in the East. Are 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 low key <laughs> all the teams kind of kind of scared looking at the Nets? Like all the East teams? I would be. I honestly would be if I was in the East. I mean, I think it's pretty clear cut. It's a two team race: Bucks and Nets. Maybe that's like disrespectful to the Heat. And we're we're gonna get into them right now. But I, let me ask you one last question about Giannis. I think I just thought of it. For how many years have we been hearing people say, "Oh, when he gets his jump shot, it's over," right? Yeah. What, like five years, mm-hmm. six. Is it time to say it's not coming? It's not. It's over. It's not. It's done. It's not gonna come. It's it, it is what it is at this point. And the good thing about it, at least he attempts them, unlike Ben Simmons. Hey, I don't want to hear any Ben Simmons slander right now. <laughs> I got faith and Ben's going to start shooting threes. I watched hey. a video of him shooting a three on warm-ups with Dwight Howard was a shooting coach. It looked great. I mean, if you're Dwight Howard is a shooting coach, you're done. Let me just Yo, put, put it like that. Th- this is a good transition because we're going to talk about him right now. The Heat and Pelicans. I love what I've seen from Lonzo Ball so far as far as his jump shot. Have you seen it? Are you talking about just the aesthetics of it or the – production of it i mean production it looks great it looks great both he shot two for eight from three i feel like it's so hard to evaluate that guy because it's he's basically like a three and d player who can kind of handle the ball he's not really a point guard because he has no in-between game and he can't score at the rim so i think there's like a misconception about him like he can pass but he's not really a playmaker i don't know he looks good he hasn't looked bad. I just want to preference that he has looked good, but I feel like he's just, just like kind of like a weird player, huh? Just his jumper. Oh, just his jumper. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. It's so much better than it was with the Lakers. Just his feet are so much better with the Lakers. Cause he looked he looked bad in the bubble. It was horrible. Oh yeah, he looked awful. I don't think he wanted to be there. I don't know. Maybe it was just like a tough mentally on the guy. That's what we. That's what we kind of gathered from the bubble, right? It was tougher mentally than it was physically. Yeah, definitely. And what about the Heat? The Heat look good. Duncan Robinson, man, just this, just the amount of attention shooting brings, it's so insane. Like Steph Curry would love Duncan Robinson on his team, basically being Clay Thompson because it just opens up the floor for everybody. I love Shout out to the Duncan Heat Robinson, do, man. I love what the Heat do. Just a combination of stuff. They can shoot threes. They can bang down low with you with Bam. They can run, pick, and roll, slow down the game with Dragic and Bam. They have the ISO score in Jimmy Butler. They play great defense. They're kind of like a poor man's Warriors back in the day, in a way. I think what you're trying to get at, and correct me if I'm wrong, is you love the Heat's versatility. They can play so many different styles, right? Yeah, I love it. It's definitely a boon, but I just feel like they don't play any of those styles great enough where I'm like, yeah, I really can buy into them. And maybe I'm wrong because they proved us wrong last year, right? I mean, Jimmy Butler, what? He sprained his ankle, right? He had an extra on his ankle. I think he'll be fine, right? He'll be fine. He's a it tough guy. It didn't look that bad. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll be all right. Better to be safe with the 70 days. Yeah. Dragic looked healthy, though. And Dragic looking healthy yesterday was a, was a big reason why they didn't make it a much of a – of a competition in the finals because he was huge when they lost him. That's crazy. Sad dude. 
you get to the finals, what, game one, he popped his plantar fasciitis? Yeah. That's so better. Plantar fascia. Because he's, all the medical he's big for them. He really brings out the best out of Bam Adebayo on the offensive end, I feel like, in a half-court setting. It's because you have to pay so much attention to him. When he comes off that screen, his floater is so lethal. He's so good at getting to the rim. He's so crafty, dude. He's been a pain in the butt since he was on Phoenix as a backup to Steve Nash. Can I swing things over to your boy Zion Williamson? Yeah, what do you think about him? Fat boy fat boy Zion. Hey. <laughs> Let's not body shame the guy anymore, okay? He's off the minutes restriction, which I'm glad about. It's so painful to watch him sometimes on offense because he can't shoot the ball at all, and it makes it so tough on him. He forces Did you see, his like, way. There was like four plays in a row where he gets blocked by Bam, goes back, and it's like the side of the backboard with a, like a jump hook or whatever it was. And he, he guy still finishes 11 for 20 with 32 points. Yeah, his offensive game is not that, not that Versatile. impressive. Yeah, polished. I'm not trying to hate on him. I'm just saying, like, it's kind of what we've been saying with Giannis. If this guy can figure out the jump shot, and honestly, I don't know if it's a jump shot that's ever going to translate either. Like the mechanics of it are kind of wonky. Like you've never seen him shoot a step back, right? No. Same thing. Same. That's the issue with so many of these guys. Like the mechanics will never transfer to people. Think, oh, if you can shoot threes, you can do all this stuff. But you can't shoot a pull up jump shot if you're just a standstill shooter. Yeah, it's it's about the shot creating ability, and when when teams want to have the ball in their hands, so many, so many, you know, possessions in the game. When it comes down to the playoffs, a lot of those basic moves that they do, a lot of teams, they they know how to stop it. They say, okay, we know what you want to do, but are you dominant enough that you can keep on doing it, or do you have so much to your game it doesn't matter? What you stop, I'm just going to go to something else. Shout out to Pascal Siakam and his spin move. That got figured out in the playoffs when he disappeared. That is exactly what we're talking about. When you have one move, they take it away. And like Pascal Siakam showed, he needs to add something. I know we were not really talking about him, but I just thought that was a good example of what you were trying to say. Exactly. Yeah. Guys guys are going to not be able to be comfortable in the playoffs. When it's playoff basketball. It's going to work in the regular season. But playoff basketball, it's a whole different ball game. And it it especially shows with Giannis. It showed last year and the year before that. It's just they he needs to improve it. Do you ever watch the Pelicans and think, how do they have probably the tallest, skinniest guy in the league and they have the shortest, heaviest guy in the league? <laughs> and the strongest? And with, the strongest was <laughs> Steven Adams? Yeah. Or Zion? No, it's probably Steven Adams. But their team is just weird. They have a weird-looking team. Zion and Adams play way too often together. I, I hate that fit because I'm like, Stephen Adams, you're a good player. <laughs> you're just Zion's running into Stephen Adams under the basket. It's like, what are you doing? Get out of there. But he can't, right? So he has to play more minutes with Melly or maybe you just play Zion more at the five. Adams and Jackson Hayes can play and run into each other. I don't know. They have like a weird roster. You need a shooting big with Zion. You need to get people out the paint. I think the big thing that I don't like is how they use Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram's not really showing what he showed before Zion came back. And I feel like ever since Zion has came back from injury, his 
his production has kind of fell off. He's never really looked like the same guy. Are you talking points wise, scoring wise, or playmaking? I would just wise? say impact, in, impact wise, scoring wise, just everything. The way the way everything flows. What did what did you think that they're probably just not a good fit with each other? I actually think they are a good fit because all the things Zion lacks is shot creation, right, and playmaking. Well, Ingram excels at both of those things. I want to see Ingram take more of a playmaking role. He only had two assists. He should be having seven to eight a game. And the scoring, he's such a skilled scorer. Like, he's a guy in the guy you can go to at the end of the game. He's 6'9", seven, what, two arms or something, something crazy. <laughs> he's like a poor man's KD on offense. He really is, especially with the three-point shooting improvement. Where was that with the Lakers? I'm still waiting. It's crazy, right? Miawan watched this guy for two years, and he was scared to shoot threes. He pulls into three so comfortably now, it's insane. Yeah, it's just maybe it's the point. It's the point thing, but he's definitely lacking in assists and points, and it's not a good look. I, I, I don't like what I see so far. Not even these two games. Just I, I feel like ever since Zion has has came to that team, I feel like they kind of have to figure out the ratio of Ingram and Zion because I feel like they're really Zion heavy, but they should be, probably be a little more Ingram heavy, right? Like they're like 70 Zion, 30 Ingram, yeah. or 60, 40. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let me ask one more thing. We'll move on to the Clippers and Denver, another blowout basically. What do you think of Stan Van Gundy? I feel like the defense looks better from the Pelicans. I know they gave up like 110, but I don't think that's that bad in today's NBA, giving up 110. No, it wasn't that bad. They have been a lot worse. Last year, there were times where like guys literally dribbled up the court layup. No one would stop them. It was yeah. so bad. Yeah, but And part of the reason why is that they played fast pace, correct? Do you think they need to be faster paced or more medium? I feel like they need to be faster. Fast, Just on yeah. like the side of stuff. Yeah, because they don't really have good enough – fit of a team to like really do half court sets with the uh, Zion and Adams. Eric Bledsoe's not a great shooter. Lonzo's kind of jury still out. Yeah. Uh they have all the guys to to go faster. Lonzo it'll benefit him, especially Zion, Bledsoe. I don't know about Adams and Ingram, but even Ingram I can see, you know, he can speed up the tempo and get a rebound and throw an outlet easily. All those guys can. I want them to play fast, but slower than last year, right? They need to be fast, but not like ridiculous seven <laughs> seconds or less fast. Yeah. That Chip Kelly offense. Just don't even bring up Chip Kelly. It's Christmas. Why you got to make me in a bad mood? <laughs> Let's go to the Clippers and Nuggets. Revenge for the Clippers. Paul George played good against the Nuggets. They didn't blow a big lead. How weird, right? The Clippers haven't blown two big leads in a row. What, what's happening? Hey, man. Maybe... Playoff P is forming in the regular season. <laughs> well, he's always been regular season P. So it's what's new with Paul? Tragic P. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I mean the Clippers are gonna be good. What's surprising is that without the Nuggets, will have a little bit more fight. When I seen that game, I kind of felt like maybe the Nuggets should trade for James Harden. I don't want that to happen. I don't want to see Jokic just standing around while James Harden dribbles the life out of the ball. <laughs> no offense, James Harden. Shout out to you, by the way. You got fined 50 grand for going to the strip club, even though you didn't go there, you're saying. No big deal, my guy. 
this game looked like it showed why Jeremy Grant was a big piece for this team. Paul George and Kawhi kind of did whatever they wanted to. Paul uh, Kawhi, he's gonna be fine, right? After he took that scary bump to the head. Yeah, he'll be fine. He's gonna sit games regardless. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, what you think? I don't know. All right, let's talk about one thing really quick. I, this kind of makes me sad every time I see it. Serge Ibaka has looked so much better than Marcus Saw. I'm like, damn, we got the crappier out of the two Raptors bigs. Yeah, and a big a big reason on maybe people thought that Marcus Saw was better is I don't know what Nick Nurse was thinking, but Ibaka just did not get enough playing time in that in that Celtic series. Than Gasol. I feel like they played Gasol more. They did 100%. And the metrics were bad on Gasol. The eye test was bad on him. Serge was killing it. Serge is a great blend of defense and three-point shooting. He's everything Miles Turner should be. Yeah. Me and you were very high on Ibaka. We wanted Ibaka so bad for the Lakers. I'm not ready to say Marc Gasol's trash. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying Ibaka's just a... A tier above him, honestly, at this point in their careers. You want someone to block shots. He can shoot the three ball, like he said. He's he's a good rebounder. He can finish here and there. The, really, the only thing that sucks about his game is, you know, you can't throw it to him in the post. But the NBA is, <laughs> has really gone away from that. And then number two, the Lakers, they have LeBron and AD to do that. You don't. We're not signing you to do that, Ibaka. We're signing you to play defense and get rebounds. You're right about that. And... Baca's been huge for them with the three-point spacing, keeping the lane open. Can we just talk about Nick Batum for two minutes? Can we give him the Andrew Wiggins treatment? I'm so <laughs> sick of people boosting this dude up. He's been a bum on Charlotte for two years. I, I get he has like 13 points tonight or whatever. He's not going to be a big piece for them. He's just holding the spot warm for Marcus Morris. I don't understand. What Have you have you seen anything from Batum that makes you think he's back? I've seen nothing. He just stands around and shoots threes. Yeah, you when you when you play with players like how how the Clippers have, it's not that hard to get open shots and you know look the part, especially a veteran like him. This game was weird, wouldn't you say? Like, first of all, I thought that was Utah for a second. I like glanced at the game and I was like, "Aren't the Nuggets playing?" I was like, "Oh my god, those are the Nuggets jerseys." I forgot they're orange or whatever color that is. I'm not a fan of the jerseys. I'm just gonna say that. Is Michael Porter ready for this? I don't think he's ready to be the third star on the team. Yeah. That's why I feel like they should trade trade him for Harden. I feel like they should trade a lot of their young guys and go in for Harden because I really do like the Nuggets, but I feel like they're just missing that other piece with with Jokic and Murray. I I I feel like they've they've really hit their ceiling and for them to take it to a whole nother level, they need another superstar. They need another guy, whether they want to admit it or not. Could they use Gary Harris from like three years ago that knew how to score the basketball? <laughs> I don't know what happened to that dude. That was my guy. Yeah, Gary Harris fell off, my guy, like really bad. What happened, man? Like you were so good. He was all right in the bubble as far as the last two series that they played in. But before that, yeah, he was he was not looking too hot. And obviously this year with these last two games, he hasn't looked that good. His defense is still very good. I just want to say that. But the offense right now, 
it's like next to nothing. He had two points last night. He can't shoot threes anymore. He went from 39% to 33 two years in a row. Like, what happened? He was a good shooter. He was a great 3 and D player. And now he's just good on defense. And it's tough on the court. And Jokic and Murray can only do so much. Let's talk about Jamal Murray. Where's the guy we saw in the playoffs last year? I'm still waiting. This is what I was scared of. This is what I was talking to you about. <laughs> this, yeah, Where's this Jamal exactly. Murray? Even though it's two games. No, even though it's two games, it's it's tough, man. This is what you were this is what you're talking about. Exactly what you're talking about on how I love you love what you seen from the bubble. Everyone love what they seen from the bubble from him. You know, with the whole three for one comeback, the fifty point games and outplaying Donovan Mitchell, whatever you want to call it. He was great, but there was a lot of times last year, or last year, I think it's last year, but it was literally 70 days ago, where me and you were, you know, constantly after after he had these big games, we're like, oh, wait for him to put up that good old 19 points or, you know, 15 points and bad shooting percentage, and, you know, all we want from him is consistency, in these last two games, it's kind of been, you know, the old Jamal Murray where, you know, where is it, bro? Like, take that next leap. Be consistent. You're saying that a next game he's probably going to have, like, 50 points and you're going to look stupid. That's why I didn't want to be the one to say it. But <laughs> you're that's exactly what we've been talking about. I've been saying it for years, right? It's peaks and valleys with this guy. It's 40, 17, 38, 10, 10, 50, 50, like – you can't be an amazing player if you don't have consistency. All the greats are consistent. Jokic is consistent. He's been a monster for two games. I, I get. Let's just preface everything I'm saying. It's been two games. We're aware that these might be some overreactions. But this is a pattern with Jamal Murray, and I, I want to see him fix it. I want him to take that leap. I want him to be the next all-star in the West. Yeah, completely agree. Um, there was a couple other games that have happened since the last podcast we've done. Yeah, moving on from Jamal Murray, and this is the last game that got played, was Lakers and Mavericks. Uh, AD went off. Uh, Kuzma hit a buzzer beater. <laughs> uh, Boban. <laughs> Love them buzzer Boban beaters. Boban, at some point in this game, was guarding LeBron. <laughs> the Mavericks have no depth. They're the complete opposite of the Nets. Do they have anyone good coming off their bench? <laughs> Besides, like, I don't know, Boban? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, they're missing KP. They need KP back. They're so predicated off one to two guys, especially Donkage. If they, if Luka gets hurt any point of the season, they're done. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are they done? Yeah, they might be the Warriors, basically. <laughs> or who's the worst side? They're going to be the Pistons without Luka. Wow. They're calling it right now. Um, <laughs> yo, can we spend two minutes on Kyle Kuzma? Is that allowed? Are we allowed to do that? Of course. You know Let's spend three Let's minutes. Spend, like, on come Kyle on, Kuzma. Kylie? Kylie Kuzma. Five minutes. Like, give him five minutes. <laughs> he looked good. He looked comfortable, man. He So many times last year he would hesitate before shooting. He's just like pulling it this year with reckless abandon. I love it. I feel like the pressure's off him. He got the contract. He got the ring. Like I said before the podcast, he could have one of his best years of his career. Yeah, and it will benefit the Lakers because even though 
he might have the best year of his career, maybe that's a big trade piece because now his contract, you know, he's getting paid a lot more money. So it's a lot more flexible as far as a, a trading piece, even though that's harsh to say, you know, because he probably is going to be playing his best basketball, but it's the reality of it. The Lakers can use him as a big trade piece. He's been amazing off the bench in these two games. Montrez has been himself the last two games off the bench. I think he has 20 in both games. At least 20. How's he looked to you? I think he's looked great on offense. Defense, he's whatever. He's he's a yeah. wash. Yeah. But he gets he, to play next to AD. He's everything so what. So it helps. He's everything what, you know, we expected when we signed that guy. The way I look at it. Marcus is the one that's been looking just. His I, age. Yeah, His age, I don't want to stick a fork in him. Do you want to stick a fork in him? I think it's too no, early. No, no, not after two games. Two games. Come yeah. on, let's be real. All the other podcasts are like, this guy sucks. <laughs> it's done. So we're not going to stick a fork in him yet. But right now, right now, the fork is just playing with him. You know, it's just it's being uh, tossed around the plate right now. He's <laughs> 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 playing with his food. Yeah, exactly. So how about LeBron and Luka? Was it everything... That. No, it was not everything I lived for. <laughs> this game sucked. It was it was close for like the first what quarter and a half, and then Lakers were like, "All right, we're yeah. gonna stick a fork in the Mavs." Keep yeah. that analogy going. Luca is out there playing with poop a little bit. I like Josh Richardson. I like Jalen Brunson. This isn't a good team without KP. Yeah, it's it's a tough look for them. I still like Luca. Luca's stats are obviously going to be really good because his team sucks. But for a team like the Lakers, they're no match. The Lakers just have way too many dominant guys, and especially with Anthony Davis. They have absolutely nobody to guard Anthony Davis or LeBron. It's just Does a horrible anyone matchup. Have anyone to guard Anthony Davis? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one in the league. So what makes you think that the – Mass will have it. Maybe if they had KP, it'll be a little bit different story because KP is a big part. But it's Luca. Or... He is, but can we count on him to stay healthy? I mean, no some KP stuff. I mean, no. you just gave the guy the max, and he's never been healthy. And I mean, let's go to AD for a minute. How does this three point shooting look? He looks so much more comfortable. I know it's two games and the preseason. But he shot three for five today. If he's shooting threes. If he shoots five a game and hitting two to three a game, that's bad for everyone. That makes him even more unguardable. Yeah, Frank Vogel did say he wants him to take at least five threes a game, where I'm kind of on the boat of don't take that many threes, bro, just dominate in the post. But if he's shooting at a good percentage, why not? Let him fly. You just don't want him to turn into Kevin Love, right? Where no. It's like, okay, or can there. Yeah, just stand there. You're good. You don't need to post up anymore. Exactly. Don't no, fall in love happen. with it. He's too, he's too good to fall in love with it. LeBron, he looked a little more in tune to this game. Low-key, there's been some regular season LeBron defense from the last few years coming back where he just stands around. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because of 70 games. Uh, the only other guy I think we should talk about is maybe Schroeder. Can, I, can, I, can we talk about like one minute of Markeith Morris? Um, Can I hear you repent? Can you tell me <laughs> what you said in the bubble? Look, okay. Uh, he was a bum before we picked him up, just FYI. 
Um, stop trying to stop trying to say bad stuff about him. Just say what you said. Say what you said. <laughs> what did I say? I said, man, this dude's hitting threes, bro. I think it's gonna keep up. We need that. You ain't gonna make those threes. You gonna make one. <laughs> what happened? It's two games, what happened? bro. No, I'm talking about the bubble too. I'm a little salty still. <laughs> Look, that's why players prove you wrong. I don't care. He's. I like him better than his brother, even though his brother is better than him. <laughs> I do like him more than his brother, honestly. I understand. I'm not saying that he's better, but Markeith is not a guy that's going to want to take the last second shot. He knows his role. He knows his game. He's going to stick to it. There's always those guys in the lead like Marcus Morris and or like Marcus Smart. You know, <laughs> I, that you wasn't their stars. Yeah, they think players. that they're stars, and they'll take the they'll take the shots when they feel like it. They 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 get a little little trigger happy, and they think that they're superstars, and that's not the case. And sometimes you just don't want guys like that on your team. A hundred percent. That's Marcus Morris and Marcus Smart, like you said. In a nutshell, they're role players who think they're stars. And Markeith Morris is a role player, knows he's a role player, and there's definitely value to be gained by knowing your role. Uh, Schroeder, he's looked good. He's the last Laker we're going to talk about. Man, he's so quick. There was no one on our team as quick as him last year. I love when he just does like the little two man game and gets a layup. Yeah, shoulders look good. Um, I felt like LeBron was running a lot of more point this game than the first game. Yeah, I don't think Schroeder has to be point. I think he can just be more of a natural born scorer than he is and a little bit of a playmaker. Like LeBron should be the primary like ball handler playmaker still. I don't know why that's changed. Um, is there anything else about this game? I mean, these games sucked, man. It kind of oh, the game sucked. It was, a, it was already bad enough games that sucked. Yeah, it was already bad enough that we couldn't really, you know, have a regular Christmas with the whole COVID thing. But it was like the cherry on top with all the bad NBA games. I mean, speaking of games that sucked, that's continued into today. We got the Buccaneers Lions game in the background. <laughs> uh, I can I can literally sum it up with like a sound. Oh my God! Yeah, that's that's them getting smacked by the uh, Bucks. Tom Brady hasn't played the second half. That's how bad it's been. <laughs> Playing Gabbard's dicing it up. Yeah, uh, dude, this is the Bucks team we wanted to see. Like we can't really talk about it completely, but it's just wow. Finally, AB got a touchdown. Gronk's got a tub. Godwin, I think, got one. Yeah, they they look good today, but lines suck. Let's. Let you guys all yeah. <laughs> let Next that Next week, they're in. down like 17-0 to like, I don't know, the Jets. And you're like, oh, okay, Bucks, typical. Yeah. But. Uh, has there been any good things you want to talk about in the NBA? We've had three games, basically. We had three days of games. We had the Tuesday night. Then we had Wednesday. No games Thursday. Look, we had Friday. What about John Morant? He thinks he's the best point guard in the league. And he's going to make his case for it this year. My man's throwing alley-oops to himself off the backboard. Scoring 40. He looks good. He looks good. I watched that game. I was really intrigued to see. And I I had watched till halftime. And I was like, all right, I got to go do something really quick. I came back. And I think he had like 17 at half. And he had like 30. And I was like, what the heck happened? What are you doing? And then it just kept going, man. It sucks that the Grizzlies are going to be a borderline playoff team because John Morant's must-watch TV. If you're a Nick fan, you got to feel bad, right? Because <laughs> yeah. everyone thought they were getting Zion and ja, or Ja, and they got R.J. Barrett, who hasn't looked bad. <laughs> he didn't I'm look bad. It. 
He's they, not a bum. They need but they need RJ Barrett to to show up because he's he's one of the only assets that they got. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? You think is Kevin Knox not an asset? No. Or a asset, excuse me? Oh, there you go. Frank now you're even with me. Asset? Now you're even. <laughs> Come on. But um, Shut up. Leave me alone. All right. Can I talk about one guy I saw who had a great game? Yeah. Trey Young. I sent you the text. You never responded because you're a jerk. <laughs> did you even look at it is my question. I did. I did. But did you look at it? Look what? at the box score. Read it out loud on the podcast. Now I got to get my phone. I don't care. Don't even edit it out. I want all the dead space. No, seriously. Edit out the dead space. <laughs> Okay, so Trey Young went 10 for 12, 5 for 6 from the three-point line, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, and 37 points. That is and a great game. 12, point, 12 shots for 37? It's not bad. I ain't never seen 12 shots for 37. That's why I was like, damn. I went back and watched, and oh, my God, he looked great. Granted, Bulls are bums. I want to preface that with the Bulls are bums. But... I liked what I saw from Trey Young. 12 shots. I like that. He doesn't need to shoot 30 shots a game. So many good point guards in today's basketball. Yeah, they're all over the place in the NBA. Um, speaking of point guards, did you see LaMelo Ball? <laughs> you see his debut? Which LaMelo Ball are you talking about? The one where the highlights make you think he's a great player? Or the one that went scoreless? <laughs> The Look, one that's I like don't the ex- third best guard on his team. Did you really expect him to score like that, though? I feel like that's going to take time, obviously. Well, we definitely knew he wasn't going to score. I think we said that, right, on the pod, that he's not even the scorer people think he is. He can't shoot. Yeah, no, he's but, he's not going to be a scorer. I ain't even going to lie. I don't like hating on this guy, but it brought a smile to my face to see him struggle because <laughs> I'm so sick of the people posting videos of him throwing it behind the back pass. Saying, oh, my God. They even put him in, like, the, the TNT highlight. Yeah, I don't even know if you've ever watched him in basketball. I've seen bums make that pass. I think I saw Anthony Bennett make that pass in the preseason. I think Terry Rozier has a problem with the Hornets drafting LaMelo Ball. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think my man was like, I'm going to go get 40 because you want to draft a point guard to take my job. <laughs> Yeah, Terry Rozier scored a lot, but they still lost. So, how much are well, you? You know, they also gave thirty million dollars to a guy. <laughs> right, thirty or forty? Which yeah, they I gave him it was a thirty, bag. right? Yeah. <laughs> they gave, sorry, let me rephrase. They gave my guy Gordon Hayward a bag. He had twenty-eight points, but again, he loses the game to the Cavs. Who sucks? Okay, I I got a quick question for you. There's only been three players in NBA history to get thirty-plus million-dollar contracts. So multiple ones. Who are the three players? Yeah, multiple $30 million a year contracts. Yes. So it has to be two or more. LeBron? That is one. Gordon Hayward? That is two. Can Do you know the third one? Yeah, it's KD. Oh, I was gonna say K. I was gonna say KG. I don't know why I thought KG or no. Kobe. KD, KD, LeBron, and Gordon Hayward. Are the three players that well, have I'll done tell that. you, two players don't belong on that list, and it's LeBron and KD. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I mean, there's one guy that doesn't Wrong belong guy. on that list, and it's my guy Gordon Hayward. Man, shout out to the agent for Gordon Hayward. You're a freaking 
You're a miracle worker. Menace. You're a menace. <laughs> I I want to know what the. All right, really quick. Let's do that. We didn't even have this rehearsed. I'm Michael Jordan. You're his agent. Give me the pitch for why he gets the 30 mil. You got one minute. Look, he had a serious injury. Once he came back, he got his feet under him. Okay. Your team sucks anyway. You're going to oh, draft God. LaMelo Ball. Let him let him play with, with LaMelo Ball. And here's here's the one of them all. You have so much money, you might as well use it. Spend it on my boy Gordon Hayward. <laughs> Is that it? Is that That's the, it. That That's all you need, bro. All right. Can I be his agent now? Go ahead. Why Why? Why should I sign you? Have you ever heard of something called March Madness? We almost beat Duke. You know who hates Duke? North Carolina. You went to North Carolina. This guy's been productive with the Jazz. Boston, it was a little hiccup. He's back. If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> and if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. So just <laughs> throw him some money. He's... He's young. He's a good leader. He's white. There need there needs to be more white hoopers in the league. <laughs> Give him his bag. Come on. Signed. Bam, dude. I just want to know what was the market. Like, what was the next bid? <laughs> was someone really bidding twenty nine million dollars on Gordon Hayward? Oh my goodness. Who knows, man? It's it's crazy with those contracts. Is there anyone else that you want to harp on that that played these last what? Three days? I don't think so. I mean, it's so early. I don't want to get into more probably what overreactions. This whole yeah. podcast, we'll call it the overreaction. <laughs> overreaction podcast. <laughs> Too early. Too early to tell. Exactly. But I think we're going to call it here. We had a Merry, Merry Christmas. Ain't that right, Max? It was good, man. COVID sucks, but it was good. I, you know, I hope everyone else had a good Christmas. Open their gifts. Hope they didn't get a lump of coal. <laughs> hope they got some chicken nuggies. <laughs> Chicken nuggies. Chicken so nuggies. Nut. But, um, yeah, make sure to follow us on all streaming platforms, all social platforms. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. That is at Max and Juan Cast. And then on Twitter and Instagram, you can find us at Max underscore Juan Cast. Give us all the love. Give us some comments. Like the videos. Five-star reviews, follow, do what you got to do. You know what I really miss from this time of the year, bro? What is that? I miss the annual Andrew Wiggins has figured it out talk. It doesn't seem like we're going to get it this year. (laughs) 2020's been a terrible year, bro. Just awful. But like Juan said, we got to continue to it. We're almost at 2021. We're what, seven days away? Just about. Six days, whatever. Yeah. Well, I hope everyone out there had a great holiday season. We want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for you guys supporting the pod, listening to the pod, rating, reviewing, liking the comments, subscription, whatever. We we love it. We're very appreciative. We hope you had a great season, and we hope you stay safe. And Happy New Year, right? Happy, oh, we're going to have another podcast. Well, we'll have another we'll save one. It, save it. Save it. We'll be back. Another one. Yeah. We'll we'll be back Monday. We'll, we'll talk about all the NFL games. So we'll see you guys then. All right. Are the Raiders winning one? Last set. Say it again if you believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> I'm going to watch them I tonight. I will be in possession of your life oh, by tomorrow goodness. night. Oh, my goodness. Please don't win, Raiders.
as hard as that. That that was hard for for it to come out of my soul right now, but don't let Max own my my third soul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Amen. We out. We out. End it. Bye. Right, bye. I won't say anything else. I'm out too. Later. <laughs>